Hey everyone, welcome to Chat with Kat. I'm your host, Catherine Valsi, and today is a very, very special day. It is August 6, 2021. August 6 of 2020 was the very first episode of this podcast. I remember sitting in my room, I grabbed my phone, I pulled out the app Anchor, and I recorded it all in one sitting. Literally, no edits, posted it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what was going through my head, but I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it messy, but I know I want to do it. And, you know, if I keep waiting, I just did it. And here we are a year later. I think we've had like 34, 35 episodes covered a variety of topics. The impact has been more than I could have ever imagined. The love that I receive from this audience in this space is I mean, honestly, it's like overwhelming in the best way. And it makes my day, it makes my week all the time. This is, I mean, beside myself, one of my proudest projects that I have ever worked on. And it is something that I hold so close to me and something that means so much to me. And so this episode is the beginning of season two. I'm, oh my goodness, so exciting. I think that season two will continue to have the same flavor. It will be topics that I feel really need to be touched on and talked about. I don't really know which direction, but it's going to be the same flavor and same tone. I know that some people talked about, hey, I would like if you did interviews. I think that would be cool. And I'll think about it. I kind of like what we have going on, but I am open to trying new things within this space and always welcoming feedback from you all. But I just, I wanted to just let you all know how grateful I am for you, how meaningful this is for me and how excited I am for today's episode and for today because of the date. I'm really, really, really thinking like, hmm, August 6, 2022, what's that going to be about? What's the flavor? How much growth and what will have taken place in that amount of time? I'm excited to see it, but I'm really happy to be in this moment here too. So I don't really have any updates besides that I do have another morning Zoom call coming up this Monday. The topic is all about gratitude. You guys know how much I touch on gratitude and I'm very excited to chat that with you all Monday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you are having any problems with accessing that, don't hesitate to email me, DM me, and I will sort it out with you as quick as possible. But yeah, date-wise, I think that's really it. Oh, I turn 21 next week, and so I might not talk with you all in between now and then, so I'm talking to you as 20-year-old cat. 21-year-old cat will be talking to you next week. I'm excited about that, but yeah, I hope everyone's doing well before I begin the episode as always I do want to give you the reminder to just check in with yourself see what your body may need or be asking for whether that is getting up getting some fresh air taking a seat getting something to eat drinking something just relaxing I hope that you take care of your body while you listen to this episode but without further ado we are going to get into it So as you can see by today's title, we're going to be discussing embracing and protecting your feminine energy. I do want to note that I think this topic may not be something that every single person struggles with, and that's okay, okay? I realize that not every single topic will resonate with every single person, but I always believe that there are people who need to hear it. And so if you feel like you don't relate, I still do think this is a great topic to listen, hear, and reflect on. I also want to note that I know that I don't just have heterosexual women that are tuning in and listening to this podcast to think that would be really 
ignorant of me. I'm sure that I have members of the LGBTQ community who tune in and that I also have men who listen. And I do want you to understand that this is not just a message for heterosexual women. Anyone at all could benefit from hearing this message, but I am going to be targeting women more so in this episode as a whole than men, because I'm going to be speaking from the experience of a black woman and not a man. And so I still believe it's a powerful message for anybody and that men, if you're listening, you should also seek to embrace and protect your feminine energy. But now that I have that all out of the way, today I'm going to explain my definition of feminine energy. I'm going to explain the difference between feminine and masculine energy in my eyes. I also plan to talk about the ways that our feminine energy can be hurt, rejected, not welcome, wounded. And then I'm going to discuss ways that we can protect it across our day-to-day lives, which will include our relationships. It's going to include school, work, and so much more. So let's get started. In my eyes, your feminine energy has nothing to do with what you're wearing or your overall style. Like, I could put on a dress and heels and do my makeup, and a man could have on a suit and tie, but I could still express more masculine energy than him, and he could still express more feminine energy than me. In my eyes, it's not about liking quote-unquote girly colors, girly items, or girly activities. It's an energy, meaning it's felt it's expressed. It's how we're moving and navigating within a room and in conversation and in our life. It's also body language. And when I looked up feminine energy, I stated that your feminine side gets expressed when you move with the flow of life, when you embrace your creative energy, when you dance, play, and attune to your internal process. It talks about how connection, empathy, nurturing, and emoting are traits associated with feminine energy and that Feminine energy is beautiful, it's graceful, it's nurturing, it's creative and warm. And so quite often I hear many people talk about the fact that society doesn't let men express themselves in this way, right? And I don't disagree, but I want to take time to talk about all the girls and women who aren't able to express themselves in that way in society. And I know some of you might be like, Kat, what are you talking about? Well, just beginning with the surface level, quite often you'll find that with quote-unquote independent women and quote-unquote boss women, there is a lack of balance between their feminine and masculine energy because to be quote-unquote taken seriously in certain environments, sometimes they can't move in that soft and feminine way. Sometimes they have to move in a very dominating manner. And that's not to say that when a woman is dominating a room she isn't feminine please don't take that away from this but I found that even myself I have to make that switch in certain environments so that they know to take me serious and that I'm not to be played with and it's like why do I have to make that switch and we all know it stems from the historical societal roles etc etc and there's so much we could get into but my point within this episode is that there are many independent women that find that their environments don't support their feminine energy ever. And so take into account how if your work environment and the environment that you are constantly having to, you know, live in is never supporting that, where is the time for it to come to the surface? 
Taking it to a little bit of a deeper level, let's talk about the girls who grow up in dangerous environments, dangerous neighborhoods, who have scary commutes each day, who live in abusive homes, those who ultimately have to grow up in survival mode, and quite early they learn that to survive and to protect themselves, it's best to have a mean face. And that flow of energy that I discussed earlier, there's not time for that because, well, what I'm going to keep going back to in each episode is that when you don't feel safe, I feel that it's really hard for feminine energy to be expressed. And you have one focus and that is protection and survival. And let's take it another level deeper. Let's talk about the girls who grow up believing it's not okay to cry and it's not okay to be vulnerable and that crying is weak and expressing emotions is weak. We don't talk about that enough. Not every girl is growing up and is told that it's okay to cry. I remember I didn't cry in front of my friends for years because that just wasn't an emotion that I was comfortable expressing in front of anybody. And that is incredibly common. Let's also talk about the girls and women who are not petite and who may receive comments that try and take away their femininity because of their size and how damaging that really is and how people can then feel like that being feminine and expressing that energy just isn't an appropriate way to express themselves because everyone else is masculinizing them. Let's take it one last level deeper and talk about the young black girls who are honestly torn apart and who are forced to grow up too early and who never have that space to just be and flow. You'll find that in a lot of situations that's taking place already by ages 10 to 13. And this can happen when they're being bullied in school or when teachers aren't treating them as children because of internalized racism and when strangers have comments and when family members have comments and you'll find that with many black women they have stories of just unacceptable instances that they had to deal with and ultimately all of those lead to a lack of feminine energy being able to be expressed. I do want to say that if you relate to anything I said in the last few minutes, I'm so, so sorry. I see you, I feel you, and I understand. I think about quite often how at four, I already stopped expressing that flow because I saw school as this place that I needed to defend myself. And that was my primary focus almost every single day of the week. It wasn't like, let me go to school and color and have fun on the playground and be playful and socialize and make friends. It was like a war zone day in and day out. And so what's the impact of that? As I began to touch on earlier, you'll find that masculine energy takes the forefront because masculine energy encompasses more of that assertiveness, more of that speaking up for yourself, fighting. It's more action-based, but most importantly of all, it's survival at the core. And so again, I'm not saying that to be a woman, you must have full feminine energy and to be a man, you must have full masculine energy because if I was saying that, I would be incredibly incorrect. Everybody needs a healthy balance of both. And I'm always touching on balance because I do think that that's key to a lot of things. But I'm also not going to sit here and say that it must be a 50-50 balance between the two because that balance is going to look different for every single person. 
And it's going to work well differently for everybody because we are all unique. And so in a different episode, I might focus on embracing and protecting your masculine energy, but I really just don't see that as the bigger issue. As of right now, I see that the issue is our feminine energy and expressing that. And so, of course, y'all know me. It's not like me to state a problem and just go on and on about it and then not give a solution. So now we're going to transition and talk about the ways that we can begin to embrace our feminine energy. So first and foremost, within our power, we must actively seek and create environments that are loving, nurturing, supportive, and most of all, safe. It's really hard to focus on what I'm about to list if that is not the case, but I do truly recognize that that is not the easiest task for everyone listening like to completely change their environment because as I said earlier sometimes it's our home it's our house but what I do want you to know is that when you do get the chance it is okay to embrace it so when we're vulnerable when we take time to reflect and when we are in nature which has an abundance of that natural feminine energy when we allow ourselves to be creative in whatever way we feel like when we step into presence and turn off autopilot mode when we feel and express our emotions when we allow ourselves to be instead of do when we relax when we're playful when we take time to do things our inner child loves when we feel safe when we allow that softness to be expressed when we move with love that is just a small portion of all of the ways in which we can embrace and express our feminine energy And I didn't realize it until recently, but this past year and a half, like ever since school shut down because of COVID, this has been the longest amount of time in my entire life where I have really embraced and protected my feminine energy. Like each time I sit down and record this podcast, I'm embracing it because I'm really vulnerable on here. And with the changes I made to my relationships and environments, I am actively protecting it. When I slow down the pace of work, 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 do, 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 school, 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 and turn to taking pictures and making videos, reading, painting, music. I really took that time to be creative and not just for a day or two, but on a consistent basis, I actively step into that space and I allow that energy to flow. When I take time to do those nature walks or those hikes or the sunsets and sunrises, I slowly but surely allow myself to be instead of do. And I have been unknowingly transforming that unequal balance of feminine and masculine energy within myself this whole time. And quite often I think about when I came out with the episode on depression, right? Everyone close to me at that time had no idea because I truly never showed vulnerability in that way. And so I really don't want y'all to think that this is something that I've always been in touch with and oh, cats always like had this down. No, it really, really isn't. It's not the case at all. But I can say that making these changes feels so much better and it feels really, really good to just express and really let go of what will everyone think? What will everyone say? It's more so like, what does Kat have to say, right? How does Kat feel about this? And what would 10-year-old Kat have to say about this? What about 13-year-old Kat, 16-year-old Kat? 
And that's unintentionally deep, but it's so, so true because that's what really matters to me. What does the inner cat that was so wounded that wasn't able to express this, how would she feel about this? I really could care less who's viewing my Instagram story or my TikTok videos or listening to a podcast and thinking, what the heck is this? I don't care because at my core, I know that that girl, she's really proud and she's really happy and she's thriving because of it. And I think that anyone listening should feel similarly and be actively trying to think, how does teenage me, child me, you know, current me, how do I feel and care less about what anyone else could think or say. And so in terms of the ways in which I protect my feminine energy, that's where boundaries really come into play, which I feel like I've broken down time and time again on this episode, so I'm not going to do it again today, but creating, setting, and implementing boundaries, that helps keep that space, that safe space that I so desperately need to be able to really flow and express and embrace that feminine energy, that the boundaries help keep that space protected. And it's been actively searching for a new environment to live in because it's been taking the time to realize, hey, this environment right here, if I'm not careful, this will continue to hurt me as long as I let it. And I don't want to be in survival mode every day, all day. It's draining. It's also been creating relationships in which I feel safe, and it's been trying to actively release that control I so desperately like to have because in my eyes, me being in control means that, hey, nothing's going to go wrong. I've got me because I'm in control, but it's been releasing that entire thought process and ideology. And let's say now if I were to get into a romantic relationship, I would definitely want to be able to cry and feel comfortable enough to cry in front of that person. I would also want to allow myself to be treated to things because there's no harm in that. I used to always think, well, I don't want to owe anyone anything. And that to allow someone to do that for me, that was like too vulnerable for me because now you have something against me and that I just need to release thinking like that. Or if I feel like that, why am I then in a relationship? Relationship with them. It'll also be allowing that person to make decisions about what we do, where we go. I just want to feel safe enough and comfortable enough to not be on guard with them and allow them to take more control and to trust them enough to take that control. And for me to not always be in the driver's seat, that's really important to me. And I think some of you might really relate to everything that I just broke down. But protecting my feminine energy is also about releasing that pressure I place on myself in terms of school and work. It's creating a more healthy balance schedule and it's protecting my time it's releasing that hyper independence that i have clinged onto for my entire life and asking for help right it's again like i keep saying it's just allowing myself to be more vulnerable and to trust it's just a lot of unlearning and reassurance 
an affirmation that I'm having to do one-on-one. And it's definitely not been like a whole uphill process. I definitely have times where I slip similar to healing. It's not linear because a lot of these behaviors are behaviors that I was doing for years, right? And so it is very much ingrained in my automatic response. And so of course it's taking time to tell my body, hey, we're actually not gonna go about it that way this time. We're gonna try something different. My body's like, uh, are you sure? And I'm like, just trust me. <laughs> and so I just really do understand. And I hope that I'm speaking to a lot of those girls and women out there that are like cats. I'm right here. I hear you. I understand you. And I hope that you're getting like, it's not something that you need to shame yourself about. And maybe some people are like, well, actually, I really like moving in masculine energy more. And like I said before, that balance is not going to be 50-50 and how people like it to be is different. But I just know that I feel so, 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 so much better, so much lighter embracing and protecting my feminine energy and allowing a higher percentage of it to be within my day-to-day life, honestly. And for the rest of my life, I will continue to move like this because it feels a lot better. And even speaking to you all in this manner, if you were talking to teenage cat, she would be a lot more like rough in the way, more aggressive in the way that I would come across. And so to be a little softer and to just talk like this would have been weird, uncomfortable, maybe like cringe, but no, I'm embracing it. And that's just the way in which that I want to speak. And I'm kind of getting a little off task. But for those of you that are like, hmm, I never really thought about this. Maybe it's something you didn't struggle with. It's still good to keep in mind. And even if it was like, you know, you're going to raise kids of your own or you have friends or people that you're going to come into your life, it's good to kind of always just keep this in the back of your head. I always like kind of just hearing different perspectives, even if I don't 100% relate. But my last message to those girls and women that do relate is that, again, I'm so sorry that you didn't have environments in which supported and made you feel safe enough to just be and just flow and to really feel that feminine energy and that maybe felt like it wasn't something that you should honor. I'm so sorry. And it always like just hurts me that that even takes place on the scale that it does. But I hope that you're hearing that there are so many ways in your day-to-day that you can seek to embrace it and seek to let it kind of come to the surface and just be and not do. And that you can still be a super bad, you know what, woman or a super boss woman or a super independent woman that still actively turns and tunes into her feminine energy. That idea that that isn't the case I want you to unlearn that and know that, you know, I can still do this and accomplish this and be successful in this. And it doesn't mean that I have to always move in that way. And that in your relationships that you can feel that it is okay to trust and feel safe and be vulnerable and to have, you know, a life in which you schedule in that time for that and how important that is. I really hope that this is resonating with a lot of you and you can let me know in my DM. Just tell me what you've been thinking because I am 
I haven't talked about this much really with anyone that I'm close to. So for now, I do believe that's all I have to say regarding this topic, but it is not a period. It is definitely a conversation that I want to continue within this space for years to come because I do think it's very important and it's not something that I talk about often and I think it should be. And so I really do like that season two kind of began with this flavor and this tone because it's a little bit different than stuff that I usually touch on. And season two, I think will be a little bit different, but still the same. If there are topics that you really do want me to touch on for season two, never hesitate to DM me or make a comment. I always write them down in my notes. And what I might do, honestly, is create a Google form to just get your topics and opinions. I might have that in the um, episode show notes. And there have been many episodes that I've done that have been recommended or suggested by one of my listeners. And I love that so much because I want this to feel like a conversation and not me just in full control and you guys have no say. No, I don't like that type of flavor at all. But I am just so, so very grateful. Like I said in the beginning, this day and episode means a lot to me and everything that we talked about in season one means so much to me and I'm just gonna continue to keep pushing and keep sharing and loving and pouring into all of you all the same way you do to me the next few weeks are going to be incredibly busy for me with my birthday and moving into my new apartment and I'm gonna try and keep you all updated on Instagram and TikTok but I'm not entirely sure how the process is going to go for my podcast yet but I don't plan to be gone for like a month or anything like that maybe just like two to three weeks but I am going to miss you guys as per usual I always miss coming and talking in this space but I just did want to give you all a heads up before I did that but apart from that I really do hope that your month of August is going well I truly do and if not that I hope that it has a little bit of a shift and it takes a more positive route I hope that your week has been going well so far that you take time for you as I always advocate for I'm really rooting for each and every one of you and I'm just so grateful and so thank you so 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 much for tuning into this episode I really hope that a lot resonated and can be applied to your day-to-day life I will see you in my next episode have a great rest of your day (music) 